well, you know, it's going to be one of those Sundays when I can't even make it through the gospel. <laughs> so powerful. Today, uh, today's gospel is not just a story. Today's gospel is the story. Today's gospel is the story of Israel. It's the story of Jesus. It's the story of St. Paul, as we're going to see today. And it's our story. It's also the story of the world. And so I've got a small task today to tie all of those things together, uh, which Jesus did in the gospel. Today is such good news. I'm not going to focus today. I, I imagine that most of you here in this church have heard so much of the details around the meaning of different aspects of the story of the prodigal son. And so today we're not going to go into the allegory of, of, you know, how sin leads us to a far land or how the ring that the father puts on the son's hand gives him authority to conduct business in the father's house. We're not going to talk about the father running. Today I want to talk about the basic message of reconciliation. And so there's two kind of parts to today's homily. The first part today is I want to speak to those of you here in the pews today who still have not had that experience of the good news that you have a place at the Father's table. That's part one. If you don't know that, and all of us need to hear that again, I have to hear that over and over again. If you don't know that, this is the good news of Christianity. Origen, right, the great second century scripture scholar of the church, Origen, in his commentary on Leviticus, I know you were looking at that earlier this week, Origen, in his commentary on Leviticus, he talks about Christ and he says, even to the end of the world... Even to the end of the world, because of what happened in Jesus, even to the end of the world, the day of reconciliation is today. It's today. So if you don't know that, if you're today, if you came to church, you haven't been to church in a while, or you've been coming to church and you've got a sin in your heart, you've got a lie from the devil inside of you that says... You don't belong here. Those other people, you know, in front of you, they belong here. But you should be a slave in this house. The day of reconciliation is today. And the story of all Christians is a story of slaves and sons. So today is the day of reconciliation. Today, you belong in the Father's house. In a minute, we're going to get to the, to the part about, if you know that, if you know that that prodigal is you, if you've experienced the great, tremendous gospel of Jesus Christ that changes everything, if you've experienced that today, I want to talk about our second reading with you, about how God has entrusted to us the ministry of reconciliation which is our second reading in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We have a letter from the ancient world about the year 100. 
We have a number of letters like this, but the most famous one maybe, there's a letter from the year 100 from a guy named Pliny the Younger. Good name, right? Pliny the Younger. And Pliny has this letter where he writes to a friend of his. And it's a story that we can kind of stitch together from the context of a letter. What happens in this letter is there's a slave who has become a freedman. Right? He's earned his freedom in the year 100 in ancient Rome. But in the ancient world, oftentimes, if you went from slavery to being a freedman, your situation was oftentimes worse. You may be out of the yoke of slavery, but you were in abject poverty. And so Pliny writes to a, the, the former owner of this slave, and he appeals to him and he says, hey, be merciful. Yes, this former slave of yours has acted badly. He probably doesn't deserve your mercy. You should be good to him. And he says, I've already rebuked him. I've kind of chewed him out, but I'm sending him back to you. Uh, you, should be, you should go easy on him. Maybe the top scripture scholar in the world uh, N.T. Wright, who you've heard me talk about. Today's homily is, is sponsored by N.T. Wright. N.T. Wright, this, he, uh, probably a decade ago, he published a book on Paul. It had to be broken into two, two parts because it's a 1,500-page book. But this is part one. N.T. Wright talks about how when he first fell in love with Scripture as a, as a child, his first book he fell in love with is one you might not know is in the Bible. It's Paul's letter to Philemon. Philemon is the shortest of all uh, the writings of Paul. It's a very short letter. It's less than a full page. And his letter to Philemon, and hang, hang with me today, I want to show you the difference here. Pliny wrote to this slave owner, and he said, yeah, he's behaved badly. But you should welcome him back anyways. That's what you should do. Paul has a letter that's almost identical, but radically different, and it's in the New Testament. I don't know if you've ever read it, but it's Paul's letter to Philemon. And it's almost the same scenario. It's almost exactly the same. What's happened in Paul's letter to Philemon is that a slave of Philemon's has run away. a slave named Onesimus. And in the ancient world, when you were a slave, oftentimes masters would give you names based on how you performed. Onesimus is a Latin name that means useful. Paul says this. He writes to Philemon. He says, I, Paul, an ambassador, could actually mean an old man, I, Paul, an old man, and now a prisoner for Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child, Onesimus, whose father I have become. Whose father I have become in my imprisonment. Formerly, and here's a wordplay Paul plays with, 
Formerly, he was useless to you. But now, he is indeed useful to you and to me. I am sending him back to you, sending my very heart. It's two very similar letters. Plenty of appeals to a slave owner. He says, welcome back, this guy. Paul writes to another Christian, Philemon. He says, your slave who escaped, welcome him back. But here's the difference. Pliny the Younger, when he writes, he says, welcome him back, go easy on him, you can have him back as a slave. Paul says, Onesimus, who before was your slave, has become my son. Almost certainly, Onesimus was baptized by Paul when he was in prison in Ephesus. And he became a son of God. And Paul writes back, and he writes to Philemon, and he says, Welcome him as a brother in your house. Christianity, brothers and sisters, is the story of slaves who have become sons. That's our story. It's an incredible story. When when Paul sends, by the way, when he sends Onesimus back to Philemon, there's a risk. When the prodigal son today in Luke 15 When he turns back to the father's house, he takes a risk. If you've ever been in exile from a friendship, from a relationship in your life that mattered, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than being in exile. The prodigal son today, right, in exile in a far land, he is reduced to slavery. And he doesn't know if there's a place for him. If you're going to come back to God, all of us, there's a risk. It's a little scary. You have to leave behind the slaveries that you have given yourself to. And if you're that person today, it's so simple, right? If you're that person today where you don't know how the love of God the Father breaks your chains. Today is the day of reconciliation for you. I'm always struck, you know I love Josh Garrels. He's written like five of my homilies for me. Josh Garrels, the the Christian artist, and I always think of it when Prodigal Son reading comes up every Lent. He has that song, and he said on his second album, I think it's the second home or third, But he says, he has this great line about this gospel, and he says, speaking from the Father's perspective, he says, there will always be a place for you at my table. Always. There will always be a place at the Father's table for you. But you've got to risk something. You've got to turn to him. We're in the middle of Lent. We're halfway through Lent. Brothers and sisters, if you failed on your penances, it's not about, oh my gosh, I gave up chocolate and I missed four days. It's about the love of God the Father. 
It's about, Jesus, I want to return to you. I know there's a place at the Father's table for me. And Lord, I give up my slaveries today. My love of these worldly things that have made me a slave in a far land, Jesus, I reject them. And I want to come home to the Father's house. If you don't know, right, and as as Catholics, we're famous for this. Right? We, we tend to think that if I'm not perfect, then I'm not loved. If I don't live my life right, then I'm not loved. Brothers and sisters, the good news of Jesus Christ is the Father is seeking after you. He's longing for you. And in those broken moments when you felt that little twitch in your heart saying, come back to the Father, those are real, those are God speaking to you. You don't have to have your act together. The prodigal son returns to the Father's house in tatters. He's absolutely in shambles. And he comes to the Father's house and I love this image, one image today. I didn't say we wouldn't do this, but we're going to do it anyways because I'm a liar. <laughs> the, in the Father's house, it says, the Father comes to him and he says, put the best robe on him. Scripture scholars will tell you the best robe in the house, that's the Father's robe. It's his. And he puts it on the Son. This is the good news. Secondly today, and I love this, our second reading is so powerful. 2 Corinthians 5, and this relates to Philemon and to Onesimus. In 2 Corinthians 5, by the way, great memorization verse. 2 Corinthians 5.17 was the first line today. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If you are in Christ, brothers and sisters, you are a new creation. God does not just forgive. One of the things we think as Christians is we think Christianity is about forgiveness. I, I deserve to be punished, but God says, okay, I'll look the other way, I'll forgive you. That is not Christianity. Plenty of the younger asks his counterpart to forgive his slave. Paul tells Philemon that the slave is his son. Christianity is not about forgiveness. It's about divine adoption. There are plenty of nice pagans who live for power, pleasure, and money who forgive other people. Christians are people who know they've been adopted into the family of God. That's the Christian story. And so, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Jesus Christ makes all things new. And Paul goes on, verse 18. All this is from God, 
who through Christ reconciled us to himself. And if that weren't enough, as if it weren't enough that I know, Jesus, I know that I can come back to the Father's house. I know that he's not just waiting for me, but he's looking for me. And I know that I am not just forgiven, I am adopted. I am not just someone that you overlook my sins. I am someone who you have put the finest robe in the house on me. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. And as if that weren't enough, he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Do you hear that? He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. The story of Paul, Philemon, and Onesimus is how God gave us the, the ministry of reconciliation. The mission of Our Lady of Lords, the mission of the Catholic Church, brothers and sisters, is a ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Do you know that you are a minister of reconciliation? God has entrusted to you the message of reconciliation. You are a man or a woman of peace and of reconciling the world to God. Paul knows when he is a prisoner in Ephesus that he is one who bears the message of slaves who become sons. What if we were men and women who did that? What if we were the, the church of God? There's nothing more joyful in life, by the way. We just, we had our marriage prep retreat this weekend. We had 31 marriage or engaged couples uh, on retreat. And most of them aren't going to mass. It's as far as I can tell. And the most joyful part of being a priest is watching slaves who come home. That's our mission. For our sake, and let's go back to verse 20, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. Brothers and sisters, when's the last time God made his appeal through you for a slave to come home. Here's how we do that, and I want to I leave you with a practical way to do that today. One of the greatest lies of Satan to Christians is that if they reveal their sins, people will be scandalized and turned away. That's one of the ways Satan lies to us. If we reveal our sins... People will be scandalized and they'll think we're hypocrites and they'll be turned away. Brothers and sisters, I'm a hypocrite. If being a hypocrite means that you believe something but you don't live up to it, I am a massive hypocrite. 
I believe in a life of selflessness, and I am selfish. I believe in a life of forgiving others, and I hold grudges. I am someone who believes in humility and chastity and all these different things, and I break every rule that God has given me. And He has made me an ambassador of reconciliation. You and I don't glory in our sins. We don't, we don't love our sins. We don't think they're amazing things. They're horrible things. But when we reveal that you and I were slaves who became sons and daughters, that's when people come home. And so Jesus, today, Lord, on Prodigal Son Sunday, Latari Sunday, Jesus, what good news What amazing news. Lord, you didn't just forgive my sins. You didn't just create a place for me to come back and work. Lord, in the ministry of reconciliation, Jesus, you called me home as a son. You put the finest robe on me. And there's this place for me at the Father's table. Lord, may your church today, you've given us that ministry. You've given us the ministry of reconciliation. Jesus, may we all know that when we bring our sins to the light, they become light. They're white as wool. May that message of reconciliation go out to the ends of the, of the, or the whole world. That even to the end of the world, today is the day of reconciliation. Lord, may we, your sons and daughters who are slaves, Jesus, may we be ambassadors of reconciliation.